Final hour of the program, Russell and Medhurst on a Monday, Super Bowl 57, the obvious topic here. As the week goes on, we will get into now what becomes of the next month for the Commanders. Obviously, they're hoping, as John Kahn reported this morning, the request to re- to interview Eric Bieniemy has been made uh, this morning. Now the question is, obviously, Bieniemy has choices. Baltimore wants to have a discussion with him as well. And certainly the, the discussion that he would have to weigh is uh, if Baltimore retains Lamar Jackson, does he want to coach Lamar Jackson or does he want to uh, shape a young quarterback from the get-go in Sam Howell that he would have the opportunity likely uh, here in Washington? So we'll see, and we'll see if there's any – maybe he's an 11th-hour candidate with Arizona who's been talking to Mike Kafka and uh, allegedly Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gagnon has been their target as the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, Shane Steichen, has been Indianapolis's. They told all the other candidates over the weekend – uh, that they're no longer uh, part of it, and that uh, Steichen is their choice right. in Indianapolis. Steichen is heading out there, I, I guess, according to Schefter this afternoon. We do have some sad breaking news, though. Bring it to us. <clears throat> um, Ted Lerner has passed away. That's a damn shame. Um, the owner, you know, of course, who helped build the World Series champion um, here in Washington with the Nationals at 2000 uh, in 2019 and who didn't bring the Nationals to DC but purchased them along with his family from Major League Baseball after Major League Baseball made the decision uh he was 97 the Nationals have confirmed uh I think was first broken by Barry Sferluga uh, but, um, yeah, I mean... Uh, Damn good man, and that family has... And I obviously, you know, being... I get a paycheck from the Nationals. Um, you know, it, it's... You want to be treated fairly. You want to be treated, you know, as all other employees. And the Lerner family has done that from day one. Um, and that's a, obviously rest in peace to him, but also appreciation to him and the Lerner family from making that investment to bringing baseball back here because I think we all thought that no matter what, we were always going to be the bargaining chip. Right. You know, when teams thought they wanted a new stadium in their city, well, you know, we could always move to Washington. They don't have a a team. Um, And I think we all thought that we were still going to be a bargaining chip, even in this Montreal situation. Uh, but am I, am, I, am I wrong on this? From what I remember, it was, like Major League Baseball obviously took control of the Expos. Correct. And, they, and Major and League you, Baseball yes. actually brought made the decision to bring the, the, the Expos to D.C. It wasn't like the Lerner family bought them from... Well, but you knew that by buying them, you were... You were playing with them. You were... Everything was going to happen here. Right. So, right, you know, right. they invested okay. here... Obviously, what's happened, you know, obviously we can, I mean, literally right out our window. I can see center field from right out of our window here. And, you know, this corridor, before they, as a, you know, team and the city decided to invest in this area, this area looked nothing like this. Mm -hmm. Nothing like this. No one wanted to come down here. And uh, the learners uh, have invested in this area like you wouldn't believe. And, they have. and obviously, it started with, with with you know Mr. Lerner at the top, and uh, certainly our thoughts and prayers are with the Lerner family this morning on uh, Ted's passing. I mean, Lerner Real Estate, you know, they own a ton of this. Yeah, I, I mean, here. I mean, a lot of. But the, they didn't the, have to invest in this no, area down here. No, not, not um, many people. Not many people come running into town. I want to invest in Southeast DC, 
And I, they did that. I wasn't that familiar with this area at, at all before the stadium opened. Uh, I remember, I remember being in the stadium the first two days it was open. One for um, basically an exhibition game against the Orioles, and then the next night uh, on opening night against the Braves. And um, you know, I was working for Sirius XM, so we were doing you know a lot of coverage. Uh, so I was very fortunate to be in the building the first two days that it was uh, that it was open, and I remember talking to the architect, and they were showing me like, um, I, I guess blueprints, if you uh, not blueprints, but like um, almost like Google Earth type images of what this property, what the property that the stadium used to be on. And if I'm not mistaken, from what I remember, it was like like almost like a. Uh, I don't want to say a wasteland, but like it, it was, it was basically like almost like a junkyard type thing, if I remember correctly. It was 15 years ago. Um, the fact that they have not only that they not only built a brand new stadium, even though the stadium itself, you know, maybe lacks like a a, a unique, identifiable charm to it, it's a nice stadium. The fact that they built the stadium and then, like you said, built and invested in the area surrounding it, and while it might drive both of us crazy that this building, that we have to come to this building every day and whatever, for various reasons, the fact is, if you look around and if you just walk out our front door or if you walk out the center field gate at Nationals Park, never mind like from what it was like before Nationals Park was built. But think about just since Nationals Park was built, how much redevelopment, how many restaurants, how many eateries, ice cream shops, bars, places, but how many restaurants specifically mm-hmm. and office and people, buildings people like ours. Empl- people that are employed. Absolutely. Jobs, building, construction, current, I, I, I mean, you know, again, we talk about FedEx Field, right? And remember, they owned the property around FedEx Field at one point, right? We talk about FedEx Field and how there's nowhere to go. I mean, I I guess if you go over the, the highway, you can get to, what, the old Cap Center, and there's shopping and restaurants still there. I mean, I haven't been there in seven or eight years, something like that, maybe since LaVar's place mm-hmm. was open. But you can, you can do that, but, I mean, you've got to drive... Nationals Park, you walk out center field, the center field gate, or you walk in the center field gate, you're walking past a dozen restaurants. Yep. Of all different types. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, I mean, it's really been through the years interesting to watch the redevelopment uh, of all of this area uh, in this corridor right here. And again, uh, it, our, our thoughts and prayers are with Mr. Lerner. Uh, and the Lerner family this morning as we're just a month away, a little more than a month away from the start of the baseball season and obviously spring training uh, getting rolling. you got guys uh, that have showed up at some spring training sites already throwing and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, as we'll get the official openings of spring training uh, coming up here over the next week or so. 301-230-0980, Super Bowl 57. That's how you get to us this morning to talk about it. Uh, real quick, uh, thoughts on... Uh, the the auxiliary stuff first in uh, real quick. So we'll spend sixty seconds on each. Uh, the halftime show when you use a known artist 
who has great hits. Every time she opens her mouth, it's a great song. You know it's going to be lip-synced, which is fine. How about the fact that Rihanna was willing to do the High Wire Act pregnant last yeah. night? Way to go, girl. Yeah. The girl from Barbados put on a hell of a show last uh, night. I mean, she did, and some people are killing it. Uh, like I, I mean, maybe it wasn't the best show ever. Compared to like Shakira and and J Lo or, or or some other show that somebody liked, um, I thought it was, I thought it was better than last year's show, which was weird um, with Dr. Dre and all that stuff uh, and and the houses and and whatever. Uh, I have a very short term memory for this. But that stuff. was a Hollywood based yeah, show, and that's yeah. why you had because of because of it being in L A. There, yeah, good point. I think you had a little bit more of. Uh, the fluff and circumstance that that goes with it. I thought there was a simplicity to what occurred last night. Uh, the you know costume wardrobe was interesting uh, to say the least. Yeah, my son was like, "Man, that's a lot of dudes out there dancing." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it is." Yeah, you know. Um, so I was like, "I said guys like to dance." You know, I said, I, I told him he would know because he's in music. He likes to, you know, he should he should know that. But um, the the fact remains is I thought it was a a simple show, which is what I again you mentioned. There was a lot going on in last year's show. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a simplicity uh, to this, and the great thing about Rihanna is every time she opens her mouth, it's a hit song. So uh, no doubt. I, I mean, and and you forget how many hits she's. I mean, you know how popular she is, but you forget how many hits she has. Yeah. You know, I I mean, like I'm not the biggest. Rihanna fan normally it's not like I would ever go to a Rihanna concert but I've always liked Rihanna if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so like I like her music I like I I, from what I know of her I like her I don't know if she's that controversial or not I I, I, kind of stay out of that she's not I like her I like her music that being said I would probably not go to a concert Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. It's just, I, I mean, I've never really thought that hard. So, I mean, I get, I guess I would say right now I would lean towards not. But I thought the show itself, like, and I, and I tweeted, I forget what I tweeted. I said, you know, just play the hits. It was simple. It was like kind of like what you said, you know, just, it was just hit after hit after hit mm-hmm. after hit. And yeah, people, guess what? This just in. When you do a theatrical type performance like that, at the Super Bowl where they're playing a football game, I'm sure, Pete, they could wire her with a headless microphone and she could actually sing without it being lip-synced or tracked. But they do that so that they can assure that the right audio mix is going out to not only 70,000 fans in the building, but also millions and millions and millions and and hundreds of millions now, if you include the international audience, worldwide. Do you want, first of all, do you know what it takes to put a concert together at just, say, Capital One Arena or Nationals Park? How early they have to load in all the equipment and get everything set up with all the wires? I mean, we watch and we drive by there. There's tractor trailers. Yeah. Uh, lined up, lined up, you know, for down a the day road and there. a half. Yep. I mean, it ta- like you can't do that in twelve minutes to set up for that show. You can't do that. And then if you have technical problems, what do you do? Well, at a concert, you laugh it off and you say, "Ha ha ha ha! We'll get this right, guys." At Super Bowl Fifty Seven, when you have a ten-minute window, what do you do? I, you don't risk. You don't risk 
the audio that you can't hook up and and line up, you can't do it in advance, so you don't risk it. So for those that were pissed off that she was lip syncing, you know, again, back off. I wanted sixty seconds. We just did six minutes. I'm sorry. That's all right. We'll we'll hold off on the other element until the next commercial break. Let's go to line five. Dale's in Hyattsville. What's up, Dale? Hey, how you all doing? Good. What's up, Dale? I'm going to tell you something, man. What is Sabat talking about? What kind of game she was looking at? <laughs> you see some of them passes that Jalen Hurst was throwing? He threw one at the, on the sideline with one of the receivers, and the ball had to be perfectly thrown, and he threw it perfectly in that window, and he caught the ball. Yeah. There, there was one there was one throw where he spun out of I maybe it's the throw you're talking about. He spun out of yeah. pressure and basically mm-hmm. bootlegged around and threw an absolute dart along the sideline. You could not have thrown and executed a play any better than that. I don't care what she, I, I mean I love Dr. Sabah, but Taylor Heineke is never even in a in his fantasies coming close to a throw like that. Oh no! And then that part when she was talking about how how they how he beat um um Mahomes, I remember that game. That game they were giving Kansas City a hard time. It was fourteen to thirteen. Mahomes came back in the second half and threw three touchdowns. We didn't get nothing out there. They beat us thirty five or fourteen or seventeen or something like that. <laughs> what she's talking about? Yeah, I mean Hertz was look. Hertz had to throw the ball a ton because their running game wasn't working. Yeah, and 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 Kansas City couldn't have asked for better. If you'd have told Kansas City, "Hey, we're going to yeah. stop their run game," <laughs> you know they would have thought they would have won this game going away, and yet they had to yeah. win it at the buzzer because Hertz went twenty-seven of thirty-eight with no interceptions. And as I said to Chris, the ball to Watkins had to be placed where it was placed. That's he placed right. it perfectly. The one Goddard caught mm-hmm. on the sideline, they reviewed and, and yep. held up. It's the same thing, man. I mean, it's perfect ball placement uh, by and, the quarterback he, last and, night. And he, and he didn't seem big too, – too, he, he didn't like to let the thing be too big for him. He, he went out there and went to business. Yes, sir. He is all business. That's what I love yeah. about Jalen Hurts. He's all business. And even yeah. – uh, and appreciate the call, Dale. Even in his – even in his, you know, tough moment at Alabama – you know, with, with Tonga Vailoa there, mm-hmm. you know, he could have pouted. He could have spoken out spitefully, publicly. He didn't do it. He just simply focused, went and did his work, worked hard at Oklahoma, looked great there in that system, and, and obviously so far uh, has proven his worth in the National Football League. 301 that's how you get to us. Let's go to line four, Dean in Gaithersburg. What's up, Dean? Oh, what's happening, fellas? Uh, what's up, Dean? Uh, Hurst had an outstanding game. I mean, and the reason why Hurst got character where he has because he was coached by his daddy through 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 football. You know, football does a lot for character. Uh, well, sports in general does a lot for character. Um, you know, all all the way around the game itself. You know, I, I, I obviously was looking at it from a, a coach's perspective, so I always thought Kansas City was going to win because they have the two uh, head coaches coaching uh, both sides of the ball. Um, you know, meaning uh, I, I can't remember the guy from uh, from uh, from the Giants who, who got who who uh, who got fired and is now the defensive coordinator. Oh, Spagnola. But Spagnola, exactly, yeah. exactly. He did an outstanding job. He's not a great head coach all the way because he can't do a lot of personalities. But as far as defensive, he's always been good as far as the coordinator. Um, so the first half, they didn't get the they, the uh, Andy Reid didn't get the ball. That's the reason why you ain't see him blow uh, do, blow the, blow the wheels off it like he did the second half. 
you know. And then what I've always said about what what I'm now seeing about the the whole offensive coordinator thing with Andy and his relationship. Come on, man! Every run play that you see Eric Bieniemy run and then ran, it ran for either five yards or it almost broke loose because the boys kept slipping, you know. So at the end of the day, Eric Bieniemy he probably has an outstanding run type of understanding because of him and Darian Hagen back in the days with Colorado running that option and so forth. And Andy Reid probably knows all of that coming from Green Bay and being from that aspect of uh, things. So I think I think uh, us, if we happen to get Eric, you know, that that's that's good. I think that's going to be good. You know, I think that's going to be good long term. So the Super Bowl, it didn't really shock me 100%. Uh, because again, like I said, uh, the coaching aspect and um, the people getting mad at at, at Jay <laughs> coming on. Jay gives us the best overall perspective of what they're going on over there. You know, as far as he's he's a heartbeat in there. He knew what was going on. He knows what the executives were talking about. And um, you being got the relationship, Chris. I appreciate you having it and and and, and drawing it out of Jay. So if if you know if people are giving you, you know, the wits on, on social media. It's just social media, man. That, that's, that's what's created with social media, you know. And and then the uh, the, the the whole aspect of, um, you know, uh, the Super Bowl with, uh, 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 what's, her, what's her name, Sabah? Yeah. <laughs> She's become a great celebrity, you know. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been listening to 980 for a long time. She's become a great celebrity. I mean, Sabah has great points, and she she's a heart driven individual because you, you guys just said she's a doctor, so she's dissecting a lot of things. She has to be thinking. And she, she's going the right way with the heart of, of Heineke, but she's missing the, the not the throw at the end that Jalen Hurst made, but the overall athleticism of Jalen Hurst and the actual understanding of, like, even Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, at the end, he showed why he was the MVP at the end of the day. He showed why he was the MVP by being able to – Take everything in perspective. He ran when it was necessary. He knew he knew he he couldn't run and take a shot with someone twisting his ankle like that if he ran. He knew he waited and he he patiently said, "I'm going to run and take my shot." And the shot he took, you saw he gritted in. He made sure that he held the ball tight, that he couldn't strip it from the back. You saw it. You saw it. So the right team won the game. You know, right team won the game. You guys are doing a great job. I hope to hear. Team, appreciate you guys next week. Yep, 301-230-0980. We'll squeeze one more in here. Let's go up top to Little on line one. What's up, Little? What's going on, Pete, Chris, Matty Ice? Little? Man, look, man, I had Kansas City last week. I tweeted it. But I'm going to tell you something, though, what I saw. It was a good game, gentlemen. But what I saw was coaching. And I had I had a, I had a feeling that I said, Phillips, um, um, Eagles going to get San Francisco because they they kind of familiar with the offense. But they ain't seen them like this boy with this two, three step, boom, drop. So I had Kansas City last week. That's all. And then, then what made me think, what made me think about, I said, all these pronosticators out here, you know, they riding eagles for a minute. But, hey, but think, gentlemen, when the last time we had three NFC Super Bowl champions in a row? Right. Man, I, don't think it never, I don't think it never happened, Pete. Hey, I did good. I did good on the money line. Only thing that hurt me was the point spread. And that was tricky, too. Well, if you, well, well wait, wait. If you had the, but if you had the Chiefs, you didn't need the point spread, right? Because they won outright. Right, but I, like I said, I had the money line too, but I lost the money line. Oh, oh. I had, oh. I had them, I had them blowing them out by Lisa Testam. Oh. The money line was three point five. But look here, gentlemen. Hey, man, it was a good season for me. And I'm gonna pick it back off what Sabaj was saying. Basically, she just saying 
when we get somebody in the quarterback, work with him, manipulate some of the things that he can do right. You understand what I'm saying? That Heineke, the first couple of years ago, Heineke was running that ball and getting, getting first down. Some reason this year they didn't want him to come out the pocket. But I'm telling you, if you work with Sam Howell, the way they got, the way they work with this, um, the kid up in Philly, Sam Howell got some of them, some of them instincts, Pete, where he know when they take off. And that's all I'm gonna say, gentlemen. Hey, look, God bless y'all. Stay up, man. Little thank you, buddy. I, uh, I don't think there's any question. I mean, and he showed you that in his final season, uh, obviously uh, at um, at at North Carolina when he didn't have the 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 surroundings that he had the year before, he was willing to run. He was willing to put time into that. He was willing to sell out because he was trying to win. I want a guy that wants to win. I don't want a guy that's trying to protect himself to get to the NFL the next year. Sam Howe showed me that toughness by wanting to win. Winning was important to him, and he was putting his own personal sacrifice into it and his own personal pain into it because he could have got lit up a bunch of times and probably did on a lot of those running attempts because he all he cared about was winning games for North Carolina. He wasn't worried about Sam Howe at that point. And that's a trait sometimes that you have to really look hard at and is a guy willing to sell out for the team that he's playing for, the uniform, the name on his jersey, and for the guys in his locker room. Sam Howe certainly did that when he could have easily just protected himself for the NFL. 301-230-0980. More Super Bowl 57 thoughts in a moment on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. With a year remaining on the contract coming into this off previous offseason, you thought we were going to have Buck and Aikman last night for a Super Bowl a year and a half ago for this broadcast. That wasn't the case. We had Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. And as I told you last week we were t- when I was listening to the uh, podcast with John Orand and Andrew Marsham, uh, Fox, the, the crew glowing about Greg Olson and about how great he's been to work with uh, and I thought Greg Olson, for a guy that has not been doing this very long, Chris, I thought he was fantastic uh, last night in the role that he has asked to play uh, on that broadcast. And I, I, all I all I want from broadcasters is to be prepared and don't mess it up. And they more than you know hit. I thought hit everything they were supposed to last night. I mean Burkhart from a play by play standpoint, everybody has their own. Uh, you know, do you want a guy that's more high energy? Guy like Kevin Harlan, guy like Gus, guy like me. I like to have a little more energy during the course of the broadcast. But I didn't think I didn't think that meant Kevin Burkhart didn't do a great broadcast last night. I thought he and Olsen were fantastic for their first Super Bowl together. I think they were fine. I think they were professional. I think they were good. Did they, like you said, lack the top end juice of a Gus Johnson or a Kevin Harlan? You know, uh, maybe even a, a Tarico. Yeah, but like, not everybody has to be that way. Not everybody has to have some crazy signature call. Not everybody has to be. Ah! Yeah, sure. Like you know, like that kind of works well for us. I think you're, what has happened. I think also what has happened. 
uh, with play-by-play guys because too many of them now are just kind of canned and cold. I think so many of them are worried about on the national level that you're going to be seen as favoring one team over another, and social media is going to kill you because this happens every week in social media. Oh, these guys were so pro-Chiefs or so pro-Eagles uh, during the course of the broadcast. Um, I, I think there. I think sometimes that is inside of a play-by-play person's head, and I've said this all along. The, the biggest compliments I get, like when we play other teams, Chris, at Navy, if you go to their message board, the Holy Cross message board is is most notable. They can't say enough about how Mike Heary and I do a broadcast that is right as right down the middle as it can be, considering we're the Navy broadcasters, and they rave about how we actually. I a coach from Idaho when he was here earlier this year came up and said, "Hey, I applaud you all. You all do amazing work." And because you you actually talk about the other team, you do your homework on the other team. And from scouting the games, you know, watching the broadcast, I really appreciate that. So those are the best compliments you're looking for in situations like that where both fan bases are are satisfied with your work. And I don't think we saw any of that where Burkhart and Olsen are favoring the Chiefs mm-hmm. or the Eagles uh, or whatever. And I think Greg is fantastic. And I think Fox is going to have a very difficult decision uh, next yep. year to make possibly breaking these two guys up. I think because Greg probably did, you know wasn't a quarterback that was associated with the Cowboys. You obviously get a lot of mm-hmm. that between Aikman and Romo on the big national broadcast. Think about it, where it's been shoved down our throat. I think people enjoy that part of him. He he almost has kind of this folksy type sound and 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 feel and delivery. It's not too over the top. It's not too like, well, I did right. this. It doesn't drive did, it know. doesn't drive at you like Romo does. Right. But it gives As, you the you get the same thing from Greg. I think you get the right analysis yeah, 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 yeah. talking about where the play right. goes, why this happens right. this way. So I, I think like from that the fact that he's in on the officiating mm-hmm. and in on the reviews. And He'll he's say like, something. He's like, uh, he's not afraid to say got, something. Right, exactly. He's not milk toast. Always on the NFL jock in a he, situation like that. Here's the thing. So Fo- I know you're going to disagree with this. Fox broadcast. Like I, I, I know some people th- think they're boring and that they're not big game. I don't care about any of that stuff. They're fine. Burkhart and Olson are very good. Period. Let's leave it at that. I'll Every, make a prediction. Everything else is a train I'll wreck. I'll make a prediction. Everything else is a train wreck on Fox. Really? Their pre, half, and post game sucks. See, it's I don't awful. I don't invest enough it's time awful. in that stuff. I'm I'm a person that shows up when the game starts. Okay. Okay. Well, so trust I, me, you're 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 better off than I am because my skin crawls mm-hmm. whenever I I mean it's not Kurt Menefee. I think Kurt Menefee does fine. It's the other guys who offer absolutely nothing except bad yucks and bad analysis. I will predict, and they all pick the Eagles, by the way. This is just an opinion. This is not obviously, you know, this is not, uh, you know, fact. I'm not reporting this, but this is just an opinion. I bet Tom Brady ends up with Adam Amin when he comes aboard for 23-24 or whatever. Yeah, 23-24, 24-25, whatever right. it is. I bet he ends up with Adam Amin. I think these guys are going to Is Amin their get- second guy? Is that who it is? I, I don't I think even so. Know. Maybe even Benetti. I think Benetti is, uh, yeah, now that he's like gone him. over to Fox, I think Benetti's great. Yeah, I don't know who their second guy is. I bet, he ends, up, I bet or, he ends up with Benetti or Amin. Or what about, oh, isn't it Joe Davis? Isn't Joe Davis I don't think he's guy? their number two. On he? football, he's their number one baseball guy. Yeah. I think he's number two or number three at worst because he did 
The Green Bay Buff. Uh, he- no, I'm sorry. He did the Buffalo Minnesota game. I know that that was that had to be like game two of the weekend yeah. if it wasn't game one. That's possible. Um, I think Joe Davis might be number two, but e- either way, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. I've wondered whether you could put Brady and Olsen in the same booth. I don't know. Um, maybe they do that for a year and see how that sounds. I don't know. Um, I, I hope they don't screw up again the simplicity. And it's it, it it's it's sort of like why I liked Rihanna last night because it was it was mostly simplistic, and that's what I get from the Fox duo. Let's go to the line three. I can hear it already in his voice. Junkyard dog, the football season is over, right? Hey, I'm sitting here crying dog tears. <laughs> but all in all, it was a great Super Bowl. Uh, it, you know, it, it was uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, he didn't hurt his, uh, uh, you know, what people were thinking of him or what, what he did for, the, you know, the whole year. Um, he's everything, but what you know, what uh, you know, what what he has grown to be in a quarterback, and 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 he and he's going to even get better, I think. You know, the only thing I the thing that did surprise me when I heard about it, which was a, I think a day or two earlier, that that you know, how are you going to have? You, you showed me that you don't have any confidence in your in your defensive coordinator because you go out and you bring in Vangio. You know, to, to to help or whatever. Well, you didn't have Vangio all year long, or whatever. So you know why you got to bring him in now. I would, uh, I, you know, personally, I, you know, if if I'm if, if 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 I'm now getting ready to hire this guy as a coach, I'm wondering, well, why the hell you got to have somebody to come in to help you do whatever now? You see what I'm saying? So that makes me wonder there on that. As far as um, you know, of course, naturally. A kid out there uh, for, for Kansas City, great, 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 great quarterback. I mean, you know, Andy Reid, a great, great coach or whatever. And, you know, and I and the thing I did see that I didn't see previously in, in, in other games and Super Bowls, especially the one that they won uh, uh, previously with Andy Reid, it seemed like he was out there promoting his, his, his guy, Bedemini, uh, 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 last night. Because he because he walked off the field, you know, with a big uh, with, with with a big with him, with him in a headlock, and when he got on NFL Network, he he spoke about him again, and and then also he spoke about him up on the stage there uh, on Fox on on the Fox uh, uh, presentation. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like he he seemed like he was you know you know promoting him more, which he should have been doing. That's what all these coaches should do. You know, with with their, with with their guy, you know, or whatever. But I look at but I but I look at all this now as, uh, as far as um, another thing I'm looking at now. You know, about this sale thing. You know what they guys, and then I'm gonna leave. It's just too damn messy. You know what they? Okay, a rooster and Madhurst. Look, if you but no, let's say you 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 go in to buy a new suit, and it, the suit costs two thousand dollars. If you look at if you if you got a card in your wallet or you gonna plunk down cash or whatever you gonna do and the card is going to, the bank that Mastercard or whatever is is fronting you the cash or whatever or, or or you or you plunk down the cash that's it 
or whatever. And, and, and look at, if they look at, we, this guy hires, they, it, it, they already said he really doesn't have the money. He doesn't have the money. There's he, zero chance that I would be plunking down $2,000 on a suit. I could just tell you that. But I'm just using it for an example. I know. He, if you got the money, you got the money. But look here. If Bezos, look here. It should be if Bezos, if Bezos, they should go. If Bezos, if you can write the damn check. Look here. You and, you, you, and, you and Dan go in that damn room. And right. don't y'all come out until you can see y'all hatch out a damn. We're right. going to talk more about the ownership situation tomorrow. Thank you, JYD. We, we've, we just got too much with the Super Bowl. Uh, going on today to get into the Sean Payton and the ownership stuff. That'll be uh, tomorrow before I leave for a couple of days. Let's quickly uh, get to... Let's get our man Paulie in here. What's up, Paulie? Hell to the W. Sean P, how you doing, man? Spectacular. Hey, man. Oh, oh. creepy old Rufio, man. Why <laughs> Why are you on a creep squad this morning, man? What's wrong with you, man? You had Cousin Pete uncomfortable over there, man. Hey, keep it in your great uh, draws of fire, bro. <laughs> Wait till you see her on Instagram. Are you serious, bro? And, and Justin reminded us, counted, or, uh, or Jason reminded us that she's actually only 24. She's not even 28. Whatever. Oh, Paulie. You know, you, you sit there from your little soapbox like all high and mighty. Like, you've never seen a good-looking woman and go, wow, damn. Bro, you're inappropriate, man. Hey, look, man, you sound like a guy that used to work in the offices at Redskins Park. Oh, oh, okay. I think you did. Okay, oh, my fault. Anyways, man, right to the Super Bowl, man. It was a great game, bro. We've seen primetime players making primetime plays. All right, we've seen a primetime coach in baby Bill Walsh, Andy Reid, make primetime adjustments into the second half. Because if you notice, the Eagles had the ball a lot in the first half. In the first half. Second half, Kansas City came out running the ball with Pacheco and controlled the line of scrimmage. And I think that was the big key to the game. You know, as far as that, that uh, the penalty at the end, it was a, a, subject, a subjective call and all. But you know what? For the most part, the referees called an outstanding game last night. So, I mean, look, I ain't, ain't going to cry over that. I mean, it happens. It happens to everybody. It happens in every game, you know, all 17 weeks, 18 weeks of the season, including the 21st week of the season or whatever it is. So, after it was, hey, man, it was an excellent game, Super Bowl to remember. You know, uh, Michael Jordan Mahomes, as my man G from the shot would say, man, you got to put him on GOAT status right now. Tomorrow, five seasons, three Super Bowl appearances, um, two Super Bowl wins and two Super Bowl MVPs. And two MVPs? Come on, man. Come on. We got, we got, we got. This, he, he's doing, he, his numbers he's putting up is, is, is outstanding and outrageous, man. And I take that off. Hey, Cud, hey, Pete, man, I feel bad for you today. You know, having had to do the show with the creepo this morning, oh, man. Stop Keep it. Keep it in your pants, bro. Paulie, appreciate Keep the call. Are you done yet? Appreciate Are the you call. done you, yet? You control the plunger. Good Lord. You can end You can end his dissertation at any time. You control the plunger. I mean, Paulie acts all higher than thou. I, I, all, I'm just reminding you. All high you, and mighty. Like, I'm just reminding you so the fans know and you know. You control the plunger. It's true. Okay? Use true. that gavel. Okay? Just like my man, the judge, Kemp Hammett. Use that gavel. 
gavel to your to your side when you need it. It's true. Just remember that. Just remember, though, folks, starting Wednesday, because Rufio is going to the sunshine to take care of some things, I'm going to be in control of the gavel. Yeah. Just remember that. I'm not afraid to use it as well. Yeah, you're going to be stuck without me for three days. That's going to... Just like right now. Make everybody happy. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do and send it to you for a look at what's trending. All right, we are brought to you by the Maryland Vehicle Prevention Council. Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes in the state of Maryland? The key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device, learn more about vehicle theft protection at mdautotheft.org. So we start off with sad news, as we told you about uh, earlier this hour. At the age of 97, certainly a life well-lived, Ted Lerner. The real estate magnate who uh, purchased the Washington Nationals and helped build a world champion in 2019 has passed away. According to uh, Darren Haynes of WUSA 9, um, that uh, Lerner passed away yesterday in Chevy Chase due to complications from pneumonia. Barry Sferluga of the Washington Post first to report that and a national spokesman has confirmed it. Super Bowl 57 in the books. Now the question is, where does Eric Bieniemy go? And we asked that same question to Jay Gruden. If you want to hear his answer, go to the Odyssey Rewind feature. Touchdown at 10, right at the end, about 10.20 or so. And Jay will tell you where he thinks Eric Bieniemy should go. It might not make you happy if you're a Commanders fan, but apparently, according to John Kahn, the enemy has, or the Commanders have indeed reached out to set up an interview uh, with the enemy. Nothing has been lined up just as of yet. Colts set to officially hire Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen today, and that's what's trending. Ah, yes. This morning, Philadelphia wakes up like Rocky won. Creed, Balboa won. It's a great fight. But Creed won. Now they're hoping that they can come back next year, maybe in Rocky II, and come back with the championship. How about that? What a year it's been for Philadelphia. You get all the way to the precipice, and then gut punch, gut punch, gut punch. This close to multiple championships in Philadelphia. Mm. Sixers right there in the East. Are they setting Philadelphia up for more gut punch, gut punch, gut punch? After what the Phillies, apparently the soccer team. Philadelphia Union. Philadelphia Union. Mm -hmm. uh, And now the Eagles have done. Maybe Torts and the Flyers will make a strong run. Maybe. We'll see. However, yesterday it was very interesting. It was still sunlight out, and the city of Philadelphia was shining brightly. It's time. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. I understood what you were going for. I don't know if I would describe this as shining brightly, but maybe in one way. So we all know the history. We all know the reputation of Philadelphia sports fans. I happen to think Philadelphia is a wonderful city. 
I happen to think their sports fans are maybe not as bad as their reputation, but in certain cases, they are wretchedly awful people. And for that, we bring this up and salute them by playing the Rocky music on the way in because a bunch of them took to the streets of Philadelphia last night shouting, bleep the Chiefs, using the F word, lighting fireworks, and clashing with police after losing, not winning, right, which is when you see most of these insane celebrations. Nope, after losing the Super Bowl. So on Broad Street, a bunch of fans, hundreds of fans, uh, chanted obscenities and climbed traffic lights, I guess without the grease on them, or maybe they had the grease on them. Uh, Actually, they were climbing greased poles, the story says, right? And I've seen all the video. Also jumping onto bus shelters. You know what those are, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And then, and then, at one point, this special Philadelphia fan decided to throw something special. Now, you're in Philadelphia. What what would you think that might be? I'm Some... going to say potentially a cheesesteak. Good guess, but you're wrong. A, a tasty cake. No, another good guess, but you're wrong. A bell? No, another good guess, but you're wrong. How about a Wawa, hon? No, no, no. That's right. A fence. A section of a fence. A section of a fence, but thank gosh, it did not hit anybody. So it took dozens of police officers and SWAT team members in riot gear to dispense the crowd. As you can see, I mean, there's there's this woman with her shirt half riding up. I'm sorry, Paulie's going to get mad at me. I'm just describing the picture. And a dude in a 25 Philadelphia camouflage jersey literally climbing a pole and celebrating? How about like, the... And add to that, how about the people over by Temple University before kickoff who rolled a car over and were standing on top of it? I did see that. I did see that. You're right. Game Uh, hadn't even started yet. They had to deploy smoke bombs in order to break up the crowd and to get people to head home. So all of you Philadelphia Eagle knuckleheads, you suck. You suck. You didn't deserve to win last night. You cost me money and you're all this. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum dum of the day. Well, there's always next year. I mean, what would they have done if they actually won? Oh, they. <laughs> I don't remember fans. They probably like, would have raided every Wawa in town for all the tasty cakes inside. And, and the hoagies. And ho- well, you got to, you got to, somebody's got to make yeah, the hoagie true, there. That's true. It, you can go right in and grab Tasty Cake. That's, that's what I do. That's true. Nobody that's makes point. a cake as ca- tasty as a Tasty Cake. That's what Pedro gets whenever I whenever I stop at a Wawa. I haven't had a Tasty Cake. I'll be going right through that corridor again on Wednesday night. That'll Quite work. frankly, I'm glad they didn't win because if they were having the parade oh, on, say, like Wednesday, that yeah. might cause me a problem going to Lehigh. Uh, coming you up just on. go to Lehigh? No, I went to Lafayette, oh. which is 12 miles down the road from Lehigh. Oh. They're separated by 12 miles. All right. So I'm going up there on Wednesday night. Can't wait. Big one. Uh, have fun. Big one in the Patriot League. Number two, Lehigh. Number three, Nate. Can't wait. Big win for the Mids over the weekend, completing a season sweep over Army. Congratulations to Coach Ed DeCellis and company on that gigantic win. Hey, there is a huge game in town tonight. Burr Gymnasium, Howard University, UMES, and Howard. Howard is in first place for Kenny Blakeney. UMES, Norfolk State in second. 
please get over to Bird Gymnasium if you can. 7.30 tip over at Howard tonight. Doc Walker and Scott Jackson are up next. Burgundy and Gold today coming to you live right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.